Nothing too good for the lowdown. Go full, go drink, go tick ass. I'm living a good life, man. What is this, man? You got a bell for me, man? You know who I am, man? I am the lowdown lord. People find out I eat in this restaurant and line up down the street, Chico. Get out of here, man. What's next? Maybe I could maybe I could mop the floor for you, man. You like that, huh? Come here. Maybe I could pick the food from your teeth, huh? Would you like that? You want me to pick the food from your teeth? What's next, huh? Maybe I could maybe I could bust the table for you, chick. Huh? Would you like me for me to I, I could bust your table? I could clean your table, man. I'll clean the freaking table, man. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, the face of the hill, the mouth of the bout, the whole effing podcast, Don DiBiase, Donnie Wrestling, Don Strowman, Donnie Mundo, Donnie Jiu-Jitsu, the Don of a New Nation, Don Gerard Flames, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, a.k.a. Wait for it. Donnie Delaware. <laughs> Psych. Nah, I'm playing. I like that name. I'll keep it. Anyway, and this is another edition of The Perfect Edge 19.5. So we're going to hold off for episode 20 for my partner, the immaculate Ron Pashari, to do episode 20 because it's a milestone and I won't do it without him. Because that's loyalty, folks. Anyway, not going to be too long of an episode, I don't think. It's just been busy, man. It's been super hectic in my personal life. It's none of your business. I'm going to keep that to myself because this isn't Twitter or Facebook. Not that I will share my business on there anymore anyway because I'm an adult and I'm an adult. So, with that being said, just came from seeing the Justice League movie. Yeah, you know, when you're in the lowdown, you you know get special privileges of spending your money early on going to see the movie on Thursday night instead of Friday because it's possible to do if you go on the Fandango app and purchase your tickets. So I went tonight and must say it was a pretty good movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not going to say anything about the movie because I'm not a spoiler person. Um, so go out there and see it and, uh, you know, hit me on the Twitters or the Instagrams at Heyarte, H-E-Y-A-R-T-E. We can chop it up about it, what you think. Um, yeah. And if you know any of the little nuggets that are in the movie that are special, I forgot what they're called right now because I'm super tired. But if you notice any of those and you want to put me uh, put me on game on what's going on in the movie and little special secret hidden gems and things of that nature, hit your boy up. Let me know. All right, I'm interested. Anyways, I uh, saw that saw Thor last weekend. Thor was really really good. Um, I I enjoyed that more than Justice League. I'm sorry, but I did because uh, Marvel is just better at making movies. It's kind of fact. But both good movies, both worth uh, money. So go spend it on those movies if you like movies. Also, uh, what else is out there? Uh, Rick Flair, thirty for thirty. Watch that. Pretty pretty dang good, man. Um pretty good. I must say I enjoyed it. Um 
I, me personally, I learned some things about Flair that I didn't know. I didn't know that Flair was adopted. Um, uh, the beer pretty much just encompassed Flair's whole adult life for the most part, which I mean, I mean, I that's kind of known, but I mean, just to the extent of how much of that was just like crazy. Like even when he went to go talk to the therapist, and then you know he's in the therapist and I'm talking to him is just like it's crazy stories, man. Just you know hearing how much that dude drunk and you know um, the Vern Gagne workout plan was that that just sounded it hurt me just hearing them t- talk about the stuff they had to do. So, which was really, really crazy, which which probably explains why all those dudes, like, from back in the day, like, were just, like, built, like, brick houses. Like, I mean, I don't recall too many of those dudes being hurt very often, and if they did, I mean, you're carrying other people on your body up flights of stairs, and, I mean, you're built for punishment. So, I mean, yeah, shout out to Vern Gagne, man. You were really, you were making men out there, bro. Um the 10,000 women thing, uh, you, we've heard it all before, but I, it's kind of risky. I don't I don't know if I really believe that. I mean, 10,000 women and you popped up with nothing flair, like no type of sexually transmitted diseases, no type of, you know, no AIDS, no HIV, no nothing. You just, the beer cured it all, huh? I don't know if I believe that, bro. I just, I mean, it's, that's a lot of women. That's a lot of women. I, I don't know if I believe that but um I, I believe you're up there but not that not that far up there like it's a lot that's a lot of women um so i don't know if i believe that anyway uh the 20 years of drinking beer and vodka that's a long time to be drinking beer and vodka especially at the rate that he was drinking it like every day like beer and vodka every day like dude like how do you do that like that's ridiculous how do you drink beer and vodka every day for 20 years like that is crazy. And then you're wrestling and lit, like functioning like a regular human being off of drinking beer and vodka every day for 20 years. 20 years? That's a long time of drinking beer and vodka every day. I mean, I don't know how Flair did it. Um, Hogan uh, saying Flair is 10 times better than he is. Yeah, we know that, Hogan. We already knew that. We didn't need you to tell us. We knew that Flair was 10 times better than you. We didn't need you to, you know, let us know. But we appreciate you being an honest man and letting us know that what we already knew. So, big ups to you, I guess. Whatever. Uh, Royal Rumble 1992. That was just dope. Actually, I think I wrote that note just for me to go and watch that. But, anyway, just him showing up at Royal Rumble 92. Big moment. So, that was a note for me to go and watch that because I want to see that. Um, And also, um, I kind of agree with... uh, the the godfather of the podcast or of the the podcast network uh Joe Lafferty um at the end i mean the whole thing kind of i don't i didn't see it as them bashing him the whole the whole uh show but um definitely at the end it was definitely like the house was caving in on flair like it was just like all right beat him up now like and a lot of the stuff was just like i mean a humanizing obviously but i mean i felt like a lot of stuff was definitely like Definitely like kind of tainting the image of Flair a little bit, but I mean, I don't feel like I don't, it doesn't really change my opinion about Flair at all. Um, I did find it intriguing. I think when Shawn Michaels, I think when Shawn Michaels, when he said he doesn't know, uh, Flair doesn't know who Richard Flair is, I don't think he ever took the time to get to know him. And I, and I think that documentary kind of set that, that quote up because it kind of shows like in his adult life, like the person of who he was as Richard Flair. He kind of ran from it and became Ric Flair, and he wasn't 
he wasn't Richard Flair. Like he was Ric Flair. He was the image that he was on television. And I feel like there's a part of him in that past that he shied away from for a good reason. He he felt there was obviously some feelings there for him to run to become this other image of himself and to stay that image of himself for such a long time that uh you know that 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 just bothered him as a regular person. So I don't know. That's I just found that intriguing too. So uh, but nonetheless, it's a 30 for 30. 30 for 30s are typically great and amazing. I think the last one, what was the last one I watched? It was either I Hate Christian Leitner or The Fab Five. But either way, uh, top, probably top five, 30 for 30 for me uh, amongst those two. Um, if I had to come up. I can't think of another one right now. Maybe that's something we'll do for episode 20, top five, 30 for 30s. Anyway, moving on. Uh, also watch Goldberg 24. I know uh, I'm probably going to, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to uh, talk about that on this episode because Ron just despises uh, Bill. So, <laughs> and being that I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who watched it out of us two, I might as well go ahead and talk about it. Um, I found it interesting. Um just to see kind of more so the backstage stuff that Bill used to deal with, you know, the bitterness. Well, not I guess not, I don't know if it's bitterness, but just kind of the 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 turmoil that he had going on with himself backstage um, and in late WCW, definitely in the uh, WWE days and just kind of seeing how it, tra- tra- how it changed for him now uh, that he's coming back and doing stuff uh, more so for his wife and kids to see and just um, that he was having more fun with it. And I thought that... I guess documentaries. This is what they're supposed to do. It's supposed to humanize people, but it definitely humanized uh, Goldberg because uh, just it, it made you kind of feel sorry for him a little bit. Like, like, dude, like you're putting all this pressure on yourself. Like, just go out there and wrestle. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, but I don't know. I guess to him it was, and you know, I don't know. But it was just it was good to see. I mean, twenty four. They're just as good as uh, thirty for thirties, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> Pretty sure Ron wished that they didn't do that one, but nonetheless, I I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, got some insight on on Goldberg and why he came back and this big push and why they gave it to him, even though I don't agree with it. Um, it was still, I mean, it is what it is. A moment he was one of my favorite wrestlers at a point in time until I found out that he really couldn't wrestle, and then you know, kind of had to sit down for a minute and be humble. Moving on. <clears throat> Uh, I stayed away for a bit of time because I, I just was so distraught and 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 lost and just dumbfounded by the events of UFC 217. Um, so I, I made a couple picks. Uh, out of my picks, I was I was two for four. Um, Wonder Boy Thompson came through in great fashion, beating Jorge Masvidal. Which um, I was very, very glad um, to see, and then, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know what the hell happened, man. Like it just, it just, it, it fell apart very quickly after that. Uh, you know, oh god, uh, <laughs> Joanna loses, uh, and I literally like was screaming at the top of my lungs. When it was going downhill for her, like oh, oh my gosh, I literally was yelling my lungs out, like oh oh that still hurts. Uh, mind you, I had a couple uh, adult beverages at that time, so it was just 
you would have thought someone was dying right in front of me. Like it was just, it was terrible. It was, it was a bad experience. And I was like, all right, cool. Yana lost. She lost to Rose uh, Namunas, which is the person I said if she was going to lose to anyone in her division, that would probably be the person. So wasn't okay. I was mad, but I wasn't like it wasn't a point where it was like I can't get over that Rose won. Like Rose is a legit contender. Rose is legit like a beast, and you know, I mean, I'm not too mad at. I just you know, I'm a Yolanda fan. So uh, then we got. Then we got Cody Garbrandt, who lost. Yeah, he he lost. Uh, I don't know, man. Like he he had him the he had he had TJ the first round. You know, even had him down the ground by the end of the round, and had the momentum. And going in the second round, TJ stopped uh, uh, masking his kicks with with punches and just started throwing the kicks and. It's obvious that Cody was not prepared for that and met his demise. Um, oh, gosh, that that one, that one still hurts too. Uh, it just uh, whew, hurts, man. It hurts. Um, and it, that's enough. Another match where it was tough for me because I like Dillashaw as well. Um, so, <clears throat> like I said, I'm not too mad that Dillashaw won, but you know, I I picked Cody, so that's who I wanted to win. And yeah, it was just tough to watch, man. I, oh God. I mean, luckily I'm sober now. Well, it's not luckily, but I'm sober now, so it, it doesn't hurt as much. But when you're watching that fight live and you see people that you're rooting for lose, oh my goodness, it is it is ten times worse. Uh, but then, and I know Ron will not be happy with this, but hey, I took two. You're going to take this one. GSP comes back and beats Bisping. There's no even no buildup. There's no extras. None of that because we already expected it. Well, at least I did. GSP come back. Beat GSP. I mean, beat Bisping. Woo, sorry. I'm so excited. Beat Bisping, took the title. And we'll see where that goes from here because apparently this dude is, you know, wanting to take a break again. And I don't blame him because the division that you won that belt in, sir, is not an easy one. So, yeah, you need to fall back, reevaluate, take your time because. The rest of that division is stacked. So you need to figure out what you're going to do. If you want to retire again, if you want to put that belt up and get back to it, I don't know. But you need to figure it out, bro, because that division is not a joke at all. So another UFC news that I care about anyway, Holly Holm and Chris Cyborg is set for UFC 219. And I think we all know my pick for that. It is high Chris Cyborg. That's who it is because she's going to win pretty much because that division was made for her. And I don't see anyone beating her because she is another worldly. So nothing else to talk about there. As far as boxing goes, <clears throat> uh, Deontay Wilder fought, uh, what's the guy's name? Bermaine Struve, 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 Struve. Sorry, bro, if you're listening to this, but I, I I don't know your name anymore. It was like two weeks ago, so I forgot. But uh, Deontay Wilder is a animal. Uh, <laughs> like, the guy, like, you would have thought he was bulletproof in that fight. Like, the dude was, like, hitting him, just, like, made no effect. Like, at one point, he punched him, and Deontay Wilder just, like, literally hit his chest twice. Like, dude, nothing. Not effective. Just, like, pop, pop, hit his chest. And it was just, like... 
yo, like this this is not a real fight. Like this is this could end at any moment. And it literally pretty much ended at any moment. Like he knocked the guy down. Dude gets back up. It's pretty good. So he's like, oh, okay, you got up. Goes over, punches on him a little bit more, goes right back down. And a third time, I've never in my life seen a boxer pro hop and punch someone and then continue to punch them until they fall and knock out. Like the dude just like literally, he literally pro hopped, swung, boop, hit dude in the face, threw another punch. And guy was just asleep on the ropes, and he was just like throwing more punches, and then it was just over. Like it was done. Like dude stood no chance. It was it was the most amazing thing I ever seen in my life. If you don't believe me, go on YouTube. Deontay Wilder versus Bermain Strebadabada highlights and watch as this man pro hops and then knocks this dude's lights out. Like this dude literally like could have played basketball. Like the pro hop was pretty mean. So that's uh that's all the boxing I had uh I have for now uh that I can think of. Is anything coming up? Can't think of it right now. Uh it's the end of the year anyway. I don't think much is coming. Maybe it is. I gotta check. Anyway, <clears throat> we'll get back to you on episode twenty about that. <clears throat> so I wanna talk about the raw uh siege, I guess. I I hate that word. The raw raid. We're gonna do raw raid. Hashtag Raw Raid. I hate that they're hashtagging everything. It's really corny as well. Anyway, <clears throat> me personally, I enjoyed it. Thought Raw's was better than SmackDown's, uh, mostly because they came in waves and it just made, I don't know, it made more sense. They had, to me, it seemed like they had the bigger stars. Or not bigger stars, but it seemed like they had the big, I don't know, their roster just seemed more legit than SmackDown's at the moment, <clears throat> which is why I really was just like so dumbfounded that well then again when SmackDown struck Roman wasn't there Bray wasn't there even though Bray didn't wasn't a part of the raid at least I don't know I don't remember he was um but Roman wasn't there Strowman wasn't there Kane wasn't a part of it so it kind of made it a little bit easier but being that you know <clears throat> they're both back and they made this uh raid on uh SmackDown made a hell of a lot of a difference hell of a lot of a difference because, you know, just the way they were coming in, you know, we got the Shield coming in and then, you know, Titus and Apollo and a bunch of other miscellaneous people. I think Finn and Samoa Joe and some other guys. And it was just like the attack just it was better, in my opinion, just point blank period. The ladies coming from the back and, uh, you know, busting in the locker room while they least expected it. My whole thing, like you guys, you you know, come on, man. Like, I mean, I got it's, it's written that way, but it's like, come on, like it's the week before. Survivor says, you guys don't think they're not going to attack you? Like, you don't think that was coming? You didn't, that wasn't on your radar that, hey, maybe they could come this week. This is the last week. They're definitely coming at some point. So, they weren't going to attack you while you were at home during the week. So, I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, I just thought Rose, uh Ray was was better. Um, Strowman was, his, him having his own little segment of attack was was different. I'm... Um, Expected a little bit more destruction from Strowman, but I mean, from what I got, I'm I'm always happy with with uh, what what Strowman does. He's 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 in my opinion a little bit. He's what Brock used to be. He's the guy that you send out to cause destruction, but he's more exciting because he's bigger and he's taller. And I don't know. He just he he sees the moment a little bit. It just it's just better than to me than what Brock did back when he was 
that guy. <clears throat> and like I said, that's up for debate. You can debate me. Instagram, Twitter, Heyarte, H-E-Y-A-R-T-E. So we could talk about that. We could debate that if you think otherwise. But I think that Braun is more entertaining as far as the the big thing in WWE right now. Uh, him and Kane was what it was. Uh, definitely did the whole little Taz bit there going through the ring. Same spot and everything. Uh, matter of fact, I, I wonder if Taz talked about that. I need to look that up because I want to hear what Taz had to say about that. Anyway, uh, watched uh, Chris Jericho on Hot Ones uh, for uh, First Week Feast, or I think that's what it's called. Yeah, First Week Feast Network. It's on YouTube. You can check that out. Um, that was pretty entertaining as well. Everything Jericho does is entertaining. Uh, him fighting uh, Omega at Wrestle Kingdom is going to be amazing. Uh, I mean, there's nothing else you can say about that. It's just I expect it to be amazing. I expect him to be working out. I want flabby gut Jericho. I want fit, older Jericho ready to go with Kenny Omega and to put on a great match. And, yeah, that's what I want. That's, that's, that's just what I want. I expect it. That's what I want. So, uh, what else do we have here? Well, like I said, not going to keep you along. Not going to. Beat around the bush, not gonna trip the edges, gonna get right into my picks because this weekend is NXT War Games and Survivor Series. So, gonna do my picks for that because I can. I'm not even gonna lie, I haven't been uh, keeping up with NXT as much. Actually, I feel like it's jumping, like, when I do watch it. Because I have been watching it on order. I just haven't been watching it concurrently. I feel like there's a lot of jumping around. Maybe it's always been like that, and I'm just noticing it because I'm out of the loop a little bit now. But I don't know. But anyway, we have Cassius Ono versus Lars Sullivan. Um, Two people who I don't care about. Um, But I feel like, from what I've seen, Lars Sullivan. Oh, wait. Oh, hmm. I'm picking Lars Sullivan. Uh, I just feel like, you know, Cassius Ono, he, he is who he is, but I feel like they're going to build Sullivan for whatever reason. He's a big, strong guy who's, like, supposed to be this monster character. And we know that Vince McMahon loves big, sweaty man. <sighs> Shout out to King Ross um, from what culture. But, yeah, I just feel like Lars is going to win that. It makes sense. Um, Yeah, there's no way around it. I just feel like he's going to win that. I don't see why... Cassius Ono will win it. So, yeah, I'm going with Lars. Uh, we have Alistair Black versus the Velveteen Dream. Say my name. Uh, I think this is going to be a really dope match, man. I, this is the one feud that I have been paying attention to when I watch LX, uh, NXT. And I would like for Velveteen Dream to win if it was someone else. But, I mean, Alistair Black is just, I mean, he's dope. He's he's. He's really a beast, and I just Alistair Black is gonna win. Like, I don't see a way around it. I would like maybe I don't know maybe hmm. I'm gonna pick Velveteen Dream to win because I want to see these two in a few beyond just this. I want it to continue. So I know that Alistair Black is gonna win, but. I'm going to pick Velveteen Dream anyway because I don't know. Well, well, we got Leo Rush laying in the weights. 
maybe, oh, <laughs> I think it's going to be a disqualification. I feel like Leo Rush is going to interfere in the match, and he's going to do something to both of them, and then somehow we'll get a triple threat with these three. Low down, th- low down thinking, and yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm going to choose for Leo Rush to come in and interfere in the match, and yeah, it's going to start a triple threat from that point. That's what, that's my thought. It's out there. I know it's left field. Maybe it ain't really left field, but it's my thinking. That's what I think it is. And if you guys are still hating on Leo Rush, like, calm it down. It's not that serious. Like, it is what it is. Anyway, uh, we have NXT Women's Championship. We have Kari Sane versus Peyton Royce versus Ember Moon versus Nikki Cross. And um, I like all these women. Um, Ember Moon has been waiting for the title for quite some time now. Nikki Cross definitely... I mean, Nikki Cross is kind of one of those people that's kind of... She doesn't really need the title. Um, But... I mean, I'm pretty sure most people wouldn't mind seeing her have the title. Maybe even want her to have the title. I wouldn't mind her seeing. I wouldn't mind seeing her with the title. Me personally, um, Peyton Royce. I mean, she's an iconic duo, so there could definitely be a lot that she could do with the title. Her and her and Billy Kay. Um, maybe even well, we know that WWE loves breaking up teams, so it could even cause a, a rivalry between those two um, at some point, but. And then Kari Sane is just, she's a fan favorite at the moment, I would believe. So, I mean, putting a title on her wouldn't really be a bad idea either, I guess. So, um, hmm. my pick for that is Ember Moon, man. I just feel like she's been waiting for the title the longest. And I feel like at this point she deserves it. I mean, she put in the work fighting Asuka and so on and so forth. And I just feel like, you know. She should definitely get the, the title next. Like, I don't see why not. Just give her the title. And then you could build from there. So, yeah. We have the NXT Championship with Drew McIntyre versus Andrade Cien Almas. Wait, that's the match? Oh, snap. Oh, wow. Oh. Anyway, yeah, that's a surprise to me, guys. I'm sorry. I really didn't even thought that. uh, Well, where's the the match with uh, Michaels being a referee? Maybe that was just a rumor. I don't know. I guess. Whatever. Uh, So we have uh, Drew McIntyre versus Andrade San Almas for the NXT Championship. I don't see Drew McIntyre losing the title. Andrade San Almas is one of my favorites in NXT. Um, he's definitely dope, definitely can go, but I just don't see Drew losing the title right now. I feel like he's the perfect fit for the title right now. Um, he may even hold it till he goes up. I mean, obviously we know who, who's going to have the title next is going to be Adam Cole, but, um, and that may happen, I guess, at Rumble or Mania, however long they can drag it out or whenever they start to drag it together or whatever. But, um, yeah, I'm going with Drew McIntyre for that. I just don't see um, we have the War Games match with Sanity, the uh, the Undisputed Era, and the Authors of Pain with a uh, Roderick Strong. And um, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, 
authors of pain are pretty dominant. Sanity are pretty unorthodox and the undisputed era are pretty much the total package. Ugh, dang, a pick for that. That's a kind of a tough pick. Um, I think for that match, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Arthur Zabane and Roger Strong. I just feel like somehow, no. Nah. Mm, I don't know. I feel like the Undisputed Era is going to win it. Um, I don't know exactly how they're going to get the Arthur Zabane out of the way, but I definitely feel like they're going to win that match. So I'm going to go with the Undisputed Era for that. And those are my picks for NXT. War Games. Next up, I got picks for Survivor Series, which is on Sunday. And, well, uh, they corrected a lot of uh, early mistakes for the card, which I'm pretty sure everyone is happy about. So, I'm definitely happy with the decisions that they made. Uh, Charlotte is... You know, well, we'll get into it. Uh, Kalisto versus Enzo Amore. Don't really care who wins that. Uh, I'm not even going to watch the pre-show, I'm pretty sure. We have the women's elimination match. We have Alicia Fox, Nia Jack, Nia Jax. I said Nia Jack. Jeez Louise, what's wrong with you? Nia Jax, Oscar, Sasha Banks, and Bailey versus Becky Lynch, mystery person, Naomi, Carmella, and Tamina. Tamina's a fox, by the way. Hi, Tamina. How are you? If you're listening. Um, I gotta be honest, I feel like, I feel like, uh, hmm. it's, it's, I mean, the obvious pick would be Raw, but I just feel like they're somehow gonna get Nye out the way, and I feel like SmackDown may pull it off somehow, especially since they have this mystery person, but I don't know. I, I'm going with Raw. Like I just on paper, it just it it seems correct. Like I just don't see it. I don't see how Raw women's would lose that match. So, um, and I feel like Oscar or Sasha is gonna win the match for them. Um, men's. I'm really like thinking of stuff through as I'm saying it, guys. I'm sorry for the awkward pause. Uh, men's Survivor Series Elimination Match. We have Kurt Angle, Triple H, who was swapped out for uh, for Jason Jordan, which obviously was a good pick, um, as in Triple H was the good pick. Now, Jason Jordan, he stuck out like a sore thumb. Uh, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, and Samoa Joe versus Shane McMahon, The Shovel, The Borden, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Bobby Roode. Um Besides Cena, that's the only person that I see on Team SmackDown that is even a threat for me to care about against Raw. I'm obviously picking Raw for that as well. I mean, Strowman himself is just its just hard to, to get rid of him. Samoa Joe. Those two are really... I mean, Triple H is a factor in itself, but Braun Strowman and Samoa Joe... I just don't see what they're gonna do with those two. Like, there's nobody on the other side besides probably Cena, who's really who. Like, I could believably say, all right, like he's keeping up with this person. Like, with with those two, like I just don't see anybody keeping up with those two guys. So I'm definitely going with Team Raw for that. We have the Bar versus the Usos. Uh, I just suspect a really really dope match between these guys. All these dudes can go. Um, 
I feel I got to think of my variables here because, you know, never know what's going on in the outside. I feel like, huh, well, I don't feel like no one really going to interfere in that one. Maybe, maybe Gable and Benjamin interfere in that one. Nah, I mean, that's too many raw picks, but maybe that is how it goes. I don't know. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like Benjamin and, and, and Gable are going to interfere in that one. And I feel like the bar may win that one, even though my personal, I'm my personal pick is the Usos. I'm going to pick the Usos. I want the Usos to win. Um, hmm. No, nah, I'm picking the the bar because I feel like they're involved in more on their show. So them losing would kind of taint some of what they have going on. Um, so I'm going to pick the bar, even though I personally would want the Usos to win. Anyway, uh, we have the mid-card champs, uh, the Miz with the Intercontinental title and versus Baron Corbin with the United States title. And I'm picking The Miz because he has uh, the Mr. Raj on the outside. And Baron Corbett has no one because he's a lone wolf. And that's just how that goes, bro. We have the Women's Championship, Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair. Um, I feel like... Hmm, let's weigh this out here. Charlotte versus Alexa. Charlotte versus Alexa. I feel like hmm, I feel like Mickey James may interfere in that match and Charlotte will no maybe no 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 yeah I feel like Charlotte's gonna win um I think it's gonna be a straight up match and I think Charlotte's gonna win I think it's gonna be a good one but I think Charlotte's gonna win and I personally was waiting to see it so I'm glad they made that switcheroo Shield versus the New Day. Sorry, New Day, but I feel like you have nothing to lose by losing that match. Um, and the Shield is back. I highly doubt that they bring them back to lose in a Survivor Series match, especially a match where they were uh, put together and brought out. So, uh, see, I'm picking the Shield for that one. And AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar. Dear God, please let AJ Styles win because I'm tired of the Brock Lesnar bullcrap. Um, I like Brock, but I'm, I'm just tired of the trash. I'm tired of the crap. Um, and I really, I just want to see a really dope match that goes a good bit of time. Um, I, I want, I really want them to put something together, put a dope match together and really somehow make AJ look strong, even though we probably know that the booking is going to have him lose because Brock Lesnar is trash when it comes to booking and he only loses to people like Goldberg for whatever reason. So... Those are my picks for Survivor Series. Also, this weekend, if you're in the Philadelphia area, you can come check your boys of the Matt Madness Network out at Icons of Wrestling and House of Hardcore in the 2300 Arena, which is the OECW Arena, which is now the Matt Madness Arena. You can come on through there. Check us out. We'll have a table at Icons of Wrestling. We'll have tons of stuff for you to check out. We'll have some figures for you to buy. Uh... And, you know, good conversation to have. And, you know, you can just catch us uh, out there doing it big like we usually do. Um, also, we have some merch that you can buy. Uh, uh, damn, what is it again? I always forget this. Why do I always forget? 
Whatamaneuver.com. There it is. I got it. Whatamaneuver.com. Also, check out Collar and Elbow. Also, check out... Damn, what's the other one that we have now? I don't know. I forget. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I am terrible at this. I do this every episode. But go to those websites. Use the uh, promo code MattMadness or Madness because I forgot which code it is as well. But use one of those and see if it works for you. Um, not ALO. I don't keep up with those things. So anyway, this has been another episode of The Perfect Edge. Once again, I am the face of the hill, the mouth of the bout. The whole effort podcast, Don DiBiase, Donnie Wrestling, Don Strowman, Donnie Mundo, Donnie Jiu-Jitsu, the Don of a New Nation, Don Gerard Flames, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, a.k.a. Donnie Delaware. And you can holla if you hear me. This is bigger than me. Yeah, I'm just making it clear. You need the space in the clear. When you see I appear, got that black and white gear. And we in the fifth gear. And you know we don't care if they whip or they against. We don't mean to make offense, but yo, we mean with our offense. The scene is finna switch. My team got it on clinch. If the scene that you ain't green, then we gon' lean at your expense. This angle but has a twist. Just to hear one. For a real one, left lane deals for a real one, and they know the fake from the real ones. You yeah. hear that guitar riff, they switch up the stands quick. They think we want Hollywood, you can't understand it. You see who I stand with, my team is outstanding. We came with a plan, but see your plans with you handed. You hear that guitar riff, they switch up the stands quick. They think we want Hollywood, you can't understand it. You see who I stand with, my team is outstanding. We came with a plan, but see your plans. Plans with you handed.